Good morning all of you and welcome to our Kensington Unitarian Sunday gathering online. Welcome to members of our congregation, to friends and visitors with us today and to all of you who may be listening to or watching this service on YouTube sometime in the future. If you're with us in the here and now, this virtual space of this Zoom meeting, Please feel free to join in at a level that feels right for you. You don't have to speak or to sing. And though we like to see everyone's faces, we know that there are times when you prefer to take the option of turning your cameras off. So please make yourselves as comfortable as you can as we share this time together. And we bless this time and this space by our presence here together. Well, we continue to live through strange times, don't we? Many lives and ways of being have been turned well and truly upside down. And these Sunday gatherings, they're just one of the ways that we're keeping a sense of community in a time when it's clearly still really sensible to keep a physical distance. So let's do all that we can, though, to feel well, to create a sense of togetherness and to be as inclusive as we can be. There's a space here for each and every person who values equality, 
and justice and love as guides for our living and our being in this world. And today I want to say an especial thank you to all of you who've been making an effort to reach out and to just ensure that people who cannot join us online still know that we care about them. And I suggest in the week ahead, let's all of us find a way to connect with somebody who may be feeling a bit isolated. In today's service, I'm grateful to have Sandra Smith's piano music to soothe our spirits and Harold Lorenzelli's thoughts about eternity and that which gives our living a sense of meaning and purpose. And we're keen to involve other people in these um, gatherings. So do get in touch if you've got something you'd like to say or do for us in the weeks ahead. Let's take a moment to look at our chalice flame. It's a symbol of our Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist community the world over. I invite you to breathe in its warmth and its light. Let it be a focus for each of us and a reminder that we are part of something so much greater than simply our own existence. One light, one life force, one planet Earth, our precious home. And we're leading now into our time of prayer. So get ourselves comfortable but for those living here in Britain, the name John Lewis perhaps has us thinking of a well-loved worker-owned department store, the John Lewis Partnership. But over in the States this weekend, people are honouring the life of another John Lewis who has just died, aged 80. A civil rights activist who campaigned alongside Martin Luther King Jr. back in the 60s, a highly regarded congressman, serving Georgia for over 30 years. Here are some words that John Lewis wrote just last year, I think, and they really spoke to me. He wrote, do not get lost in a sea of despair. Do not become bitter or hostile. Be hopeful, be optimistic, Never ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. We will find a way to make a way out of no way. Words from John Lewis. And so as we ready ourselves for a shared time of reflection and prayer now, each of us aligning ourselves with the God of our hearts and our understanding. That which calls us to be the best that we might be. Our source of inspiration and guidance. 
the great mystery of all that has been and all that is and all that ever shall be. In a world where so much is uncertain and unsure and where so much about life can mystify us when we consider it in all its glory and complexity. Still, let us be able to find ways to gratitude. Let's remember to express our gratitude for gifts, small and large, for the astounding miracle that our individuality is. Our awareness of both our shared humanity and our aloneness. Small specks of existence that we are amidst the great vista of life here on earth. If you wish, I invite you to focus in silence for a few moments on something that you feel grateful for this day. Most of us will have experienced times recently when we've been stopped in our tracks, when our plans have gone awry and life has really shaken us up. Let's be people who, despite everything, find a way to make a way out of no way. May we be blessed with a flexibility and a determination to find that way to keep moving forward and to do what we can to bring about needed changes in the way of our world. And knowing that so much change is needed, let's spend a few moments with our own thoughts and prayers focused on those in need this day, especially those struggling with mental and physical health concerns and those whose basic needs are so far from being adequately met. May we have the resources and find the best methods to improve the fortunes of others. And may we know when we need to make trouble, good trouble, necessary trouble, to help in the healing processes of which our human societies are in need. And may all that we do be for the greater good of all this day and all days. And let's say to that aspiration, Amen. And so let me hand over to Harold Lorenzelli now 
who's going to read a poem called Rock, written by our very own John Hans. Sure form and shape, structure and foundation of all this natural world about us, and within, symbol of us made steadfast in your image. Patience, patience you possess immeasurable, for in your abstruse core, particles revolve around eternal nuclei, through which in some strange mode you meditate in shape transfixed until salt winds and inexorable sleeping frost slowly, steadily transmute you into organic forms that nurture us anew. Yet massive and unperturbed, indifferent to our fate, you match the depth of elements within us. Whatever we become here, anchored to this place, or whether cometed in your transmuted particles to other worlds as yet amorphous and gaseous, we shall still survive in your rapt essence, remote yet intimate, dispersed, yet concentrate, indigenous, yet alien, rock of our foundation, dust for our deliverance. Thank you, Harold. And that leads us beautifully into a time of meditation now. So get yourselves as comfy as you can and I invite you to turn your attention inwards. We're going to hear some words taken from a meditation called Out of the Stars by Robert Weston and they'll lead into a couple of minutes of silence and that will come to an end with a beautiful piece of piano music Sure on this Shining Night by Samuel Barber. So rest as best you can in your seats. Take one of those conscious and relaxing breaths. Take a moment to allow some of the tension that most of us feel in our bodies, just allow that to drop away. Aware of the space around you and the sounds and other sensations where you are. Yet able to move beyond them, taking this time to go within, to rest deeply within yourself, perhaps softening your gaze or closing your eyes, whatever encourages you to rest a while. I wonder what images and sensations these words from Robert Weston conjure up for you. Out of the stars in their flight, out of the dust of eternity, here we have come. Stardust and sunlight, mingling through time and through space. Time out of time, before time, 
in the vastness of space, earth spun to orbit the sun, earth with the thunder of mountains newborn, the boiling of seas. Earth, warmed by sun, lit by sunlight, this is our home. Out of the stars we have come, part of a mystery that hides within mystery, back through the mists of all time. Let us ponder this mystery in our hearts, this arising of the great stream of life, this mystery of life itself. For what marvels are these? What wonders are we? Star-kissed sparks of life and love. Breathing, being, infinite specks of infinite potential. Out of the stars and the sunshine and these blessed waters of life. As we enter the Fellowship of Silence now, let us celebrate our wondrous individuality as well as the shared miracle of existence that connects us all.
Thank you for that music, Sandra. And now um, I hand over to Harold, who's going to make us all jealous by telling us what a great holiday he had a few years ago. Hello, one and all. A year or two back, I found myself on the deck of a yacht in the becalmed waters off the coast of Croatia. It was late at night and the only sound was the gentle lapping of water against the hull of our boat. The sky was clear and being free of light pollution, we were able to gaze unimpeded up into the firmament. At the end of the holiday, we were all asked to single out a memorable event. And yes, I chose that moment. At the time, I was reminded of the lines from that song by Vaughan Williams, The Infinite Shining Heavens. And there's a particular line which goes, and the idle stars of the night were dearer to me than bread. They tell of the nature of those sublime moments when the things of this world, the world of contingent reality, our appetites and daily preoccupations, fade before that sense of eternity that sometimes overwhelms us. For a precious moment in time, we connect with something beyond and bigger than ourselves. And the fact that the stars are idle, that their beauty is effortless, that they neither seek our approbation nor our disapproval is part of their attraction. They are a natural gift with no strings attached. They quite simply are, like those lilies that neither sow nor reap. Now, let me take you back in time a little to my student days when I read French at Durham University. During my course of study, a poem by Victor Hugo caught my attention. It dealt with a painful episode in his life. His beloved daughter, recently married, had drowned in a boating accident. Overcome with grief, he poured his soul into a poem where he tried to come to terms with the immeasurable loss he felt. He struggles to understand and find some consolation as he contemplates the natural world around him. Faced with the immensity of creation, he reclaims his reason as he puts it. Nature does not so much reflect his feelings in the tradition of the romantic poets as provide a steadying backdrop, a context in which to place his loss. In this instance, it is the vastness of the universe that does not so much overwhelm him as embrace him. Whilst acknowledging the enormity of his loss, he finds a kind of peace. We now move to a prison cell in North Africa, where a man faces the death penalty for a murder which he cannot explain. We are in the world of Albert Camus, and the book is The Outsider, or L'Etranger, as it is known in French. The crime is never fully explained. The perpetrator is, of course, responsible for his act, but he is also a victim a victim 
of his own apathy and in a more precise sense of the society as it is portrayed, which has no values to offer him. The man in question had lived a hedonistic lifestyle up to his imprisonment, barely reflecting on life or his place in the world. It is only when his freedom is taken from him that he begins to appreciate what he has lost. There he is, gazing up at the stars, and finally he becomes aware of just what life means to him. Previously, it had held no value that was apparent to him because he had never discerned in the workings of the universe either the presence of God or any principle of order. At the end of the book, however, he grasps something new to him, the unique value of life, not just of life in the abstract, but of his life, which is inexhaustible in the present and must be lived with passionate enjoyment to the full. In a moment of self-realization, his indifference vanishes. In the words of the song we sometimes sing at church, he answers yes to life. Life, which at that point for him has a more poignant value because it is fragile and under threat. Even the gap that was evident between him and the world no longer dismays him. Previously, he had never seemed to fit in, surrounded by a universe that was both impenetrable and meaningless. In his final moments, as he gazes up at the night sky, that same indifference of the world now seems tender and fraternal. He is no longer threatened by it. Like the stars in the heavens, the world about him simply is. He has finally found an accommodation with it. Thus, by different routes, people reach an affirmation of life. Our need for purpose and permanence, our aspiration for love, our striving for meaning is affirmed. Somehow, we must all find our place in this world. So what is the route to peace and fulfillment? Well, for some, it will lie in the contemplation of the world that surrounds us, that revelation comes. Thus, can we come to appreciate the oneness of creation and the singularity of our condition? So, do those cold stars, relics of long dead worlds that look down on you, inspire you with a sense of inner purpose? Do they illumine the path you tread? Do they comfort or disconcert you? Do they shed light on your condition? Do they fill you with a sense of awe or dread? Do they help you understand more clearly who you are? Those uncountable angel stars showering sorrow and light. There they are, out there in the night sky, waiting to be acknowledged or ignored. A world of unfathomable mystery that draws us out of ourselves or an irrelevant backdrop to our self-obsessed meanderings. Are those stars the key to a deeper understanding of ourselves and our place in the universe? Or merely images of dead worlds that have outlived their purpose, condemned forever to look down us in blind indifference? Are you satisfied to have your path illumined by the garish neon lights of the city? Or like me, are you moved to wonder in awe 
at the eternal silence of the stars. Thank you, Harold. That's made me want to come on holiday with you when we're allowed to. And we're all now uh, coming to our hymn singing moment. Um, this is when we can all sing out really loud, safe in the knowing that our microphones are muted. Be assured we're not going to hear one another and it's quite okay not to join in the singing. You could discreetly giggle at the sight of the rest of us opening and closing our mouths. Um, or you could ponder the choice of words and rhyme scheme in this hymn, which is an old favourite of mine. I think it's an excellent example of the challenges facing hymn writers in finding words that rhyme with God. And, and like um, John Hand's poem Rock we heard earlier on, this hymn expands our vocabulary. I had to check yet again, a saurian is a very large lizard like a dinosaur and rude is another word for the cross. Let's enjoy and mute. Thank you. 
it's time for announcements now. And I want to say a special thanks to Jane and Janine for hosting this gathering for us today on Zoom. They make it look easy, but believe me, it's not. Um, we're inviting you all to join us for our regular coffee morning this Tuesday morning at 10.30 a.m. And there are spaces in our evening spiritual gathering, Heart and Soul, this evening and Tuesday. It's a lovely, restful way to spend an evening in good, contemplative company with others. Great silences and great music. So uh, get in touch with Jane if you'd like to uh, join her this evening or Tuesday. And we've got some Thursday at three sessions coming up soon. On the 30th of July, we have Margaret's Finding Our Voices singing class. And on the 6th of August, the West London Green Spirit Group are hosting a session called The Story of Our Universe, which rather fits with this service theme, I think. Um, I must say a special thank you to everybody who's made a, a generous donation this week. Like every organisation, we are struggling financially, but we're doing our best and you're really helping us. There is now a donate button on our website and I like to just press it and give some money just, just to see if it actually works. So I encourage you all to have a go at that. And thank you for helping keep our spiritual progressive message out there in the world. So some closing words now. 14 billion years, our cosmos has been evolving from swirling gases, exploding into atoms and slowly forming matter, the building blocks of who we are today. We wondrously, strangely, remarkably aware creatures with feelings and imaginations and some little understanding of what is. But may this partial knowledge inspire us to live well, to appreciate all that is, to accept how little we know and to play our part as best we can in this great unfolding mystery of life. Amen. Go well, everyone, and blessed be.